This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. There's nothing like snook hook sets at dawn or catching a tarpon in the moonlight. Find your next fishing trip made easy on fishingbooker.com and experience the magic of the Sunshine State or any other destination on your fishing bucket list. Book a blue water adventure in search of sailfish or go snapper fishing with the kids. With over 6,000 captains and trips to choose from, planning your next one just got a whole lot easier. Download the Fishing Booker app on the Google Play or App Store or visit them online at fishingbooker.com to book your trip today. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. I'm KC. And I'm Tyler. And you're listening to The Element Podcast. What is happening, all you folks out there in them woods? Folks of the woods. I hope you've been getting out in the woods because it's a good time to be in the woods because the turkeys are gobbling, the pigs exist somewhere. And uh, you can work on your archery setups this time of year. And that's all the stuff we're pretty much going to talk about today. Uh, maybe more. You might need to tune in. Don't just be like, oh, I don't listen to that stuff. But uh, this podcast is brought to you by First Light Gear. The Trace System just came out. Go check out that stuff. I've uh, been hunting hogs in that quite a bit. And actually did a little turkey hunting in it the other day. So on the podcast today, we have got Tyler Jones. Hey. Greg Latham. What's up? And myself, uh, Michael and Eric are the biggest bums I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Metaphorically. Uh, Michael has a tiny bum, uh, but mm-hmm. <laughs> he's a tiny guy. But uh, <laughs> you said he has a tiny bum. I did. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he's also 20 pounds heavier than when he started hanging out with us, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, still looks skinny. That's what happens when you're really young. You like... Like, you actually grow. Yeah. Whereas, like, right now, if anything changes with me, it's usually bad. Mm. You know, like, mm. yeah. Michael can add a few pounds still and become a man. Right. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> <laughs> but if I add a, pound, add a few pounds, I'm going to become a walrus. And that's not good. <laughs> you just change from humanity to that's it, man. animal kingdom. <laughs> it. Oh, man. So, <clears throat> we need to do a lot of walking. And usually mm-hmm. when I get to hunt with Greg, uh, there's a lot of walking involved. But the last time, there wasn't. So I'm going to give a little preface to this. Actually, Greg. Greg just, yeah, you know, behind the behind the oh, horse man. with the cart, just pushing the horse to go harder, right? Greg, you tell us what's been going on, and then we'll kind of get to, what would that be? Like, 
Wednesday, yeah. and I'll kind of take off with my little part, and we'll meet back up again. Sounds good. Uh, me and Michael were uh, we were hunting some public land and got done with that. Killed a bird, killed a hog. Pretty cool video. Yeah. No, that's a good video, man. Uh, yeah, that's on YouTube right now, actually. It's pretty yep. sweet. Public land, Texas turkey. Yeah. Yeah, so once we got through with that, I mean, me and Michael, we walked like 10 miles uh, two days in a row, so we are pretty tired. But we uh, headed to my family's property, and um, there's been some uh, turkey activity around my family's property oh, this year. Oh, a little year. TA, huh? Yeah, a little TA going. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, we we start seeing turkeys like I, don't know, I might have started seeing them like ten years ago on my family's property, and then uh, here the last three years we've been seeing hens in the spring. Yeah, and saw a gobbler last year before the season opened, but I did not see him at all during the season. Did but you have intent on hunting a turkey last year down there? I did. I I went opening yeah. morning and like called a little bit and listened. I couldn't. I didn't hear anything. Interesting. Uh, so I didn't see him the entire season last year. But uh, this year, we've had one gobbler who's hanging around all the time. I'm listening. And uh, Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's how you know, dude. That's how you know. <laughs> Seriously, What is happening? I don't know. How do I get rid of her? Close the screen. Here's what I... Oh, my goodness. Y'all, people are listening. They're always all the listening. Time. I know, dude. Always listening. I can't get rid of it. <laughs> Thank you for being Maybe sorry. She's done now. <laughs> I hope I see her still hanging out yeah, there. I don't know. It's creepy. Uh, anyway, we good. All right. <laughs> anyway, we had a, there's a gobbler hanging around quite a bit this year. Um, probably a, a month before the season, and my parents were seeing him like every day. So we we're like, eh, I might get to go turkey hunting this year. And uh, we've seen one big gobbler, one, like, I don't know, two-year-old with, like, a eight-inch beard, and then uh, one Jake. So I knew there were some turkeys to be shot this year, so mm-hmm. decided to go hunting. And um, so me and Mike show up the day before opening day. Can and, I ask uh, you a question real, real yeah. quick? Uh, why? So is the turkey population building on your property, in your opinion? I'd say it's and building. And why? Uh well, about 10 years ago... He burned a lot. It's probably why. It's probably why. Yeah, <laughs> definitely why. No, there's no burning going on. <laughs> yep. Wow. But, uh, you grew the turkey population without burning? Yeah. It's crazy. I think what helped it was we got rid of cows like 10 years ago. And so there's been a lot more... Underbrush and stuff? Or? Underbrush, cover, uh, mixed with some little mowed areas where they like to... Strut around and eat bugs mm-hmm. and all that. Edge habitat, I guess, is kind of... Yeah. I'd say that the deer and the turkey have been coming back. Greg's yeah. place is cool. It's diverse. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, it's almost like that's what we need. Yeah. <laughs> diversity. Not monoculture. Yeah. So the diversity has been coming back, and that's what's you know been building the population, mm-hmm. I think. That's cool. So the last two or three years we've had hens, it seems like they're nesting on my property. Mm-hmm. You'll see mm-hmm. two or three of them. In the fall, you'll see like maybe... 10 to 15 uh, turkeys might come by. And uh, 
I guess in the spring they disperse a little bit. Well, the hens is probably the the big deal as to why there's gobblers there. Yeah, and that's why you'd see one and they go away. If there wasn't any hens, they wouldn't be there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So got some gobblers hanging around, and so me and Michael showed up the day before opening day, and as soon as we got there, saw the big tom. He was like walking across this hay field and put on a show for us for like the next two or three hours. Like he was strutting gobbling his head off going all over the place and we thought it was a done deal for in the morning oh like y'all texted me and said hey who wants the phone call in the morning when we kill this turkey yeah. and then it never happened and michael he was, was that the young grasshopper th- that time was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, michael's he, like patience young grasshopper and then uh <laughs> i didn't get anything the whole day and then I didn't get anything the next morning, so I just sent a little grasshopper, a Jimmy Cricket gif or, gif or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was a little overconfident. I mean, I was confident, Man. but... Is overconfidence something that Michael struggles with? I don't know. Is that a... Is that there's a, a few, there's a few the, very confident people in the element, for yeah, sure. <laughs> there's a few. <laughs> uh, but he was a little overconfident, thought this bird was dead, and I was like... I was confident, but I was like, yeah, it might be kind of tough to pull him away from three hens Mm -hmm. because he had three hens with him on the roost. And uh, so we set up. We didn't want to set up right on top of him because, like, the footage would be really dark. And we're like, oh, this should be easy. You know, this turkey's gobbling his head off. Mm -hmm. And so we we pulled back about two or three hundred yards from the roost tree and set up decoys and called and – he gobbled. I counted it on the video. He, he counted six. He gobbled sixty-six times on the roost <laughs> before he flew down. Golly! And uh, uh, we were just like hyping up. We <laughs> thought uh, this bird's dead. And flew down. He had three hens. The hens are yelping. It's pretty cool sound. And then uh, he just followed the hens right past us. They got to like maybe maybe ninety yards. Mm-hmm. And he was putting on a show, and he just walked away. Mm. And we kind of kept tabs on for the rest of the day, but then that evening we lost him and couldn't hear him. And Gave you all the slip. Gave us the slip. <laughs> <laughs> you also heard something else that night, right? Uh, yeah, was it that night? I don't it's, know. <clears throat> I don't remember. Yeah, we heard gunshots or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The turkey went it's back. not what you want to hear. No. Back towards my neighbor's property, and all of a sudden we heard like six gunshots. Sounded like maybe like a twenty-two or something. We're like, crap. Mm-hmm. I mean, in Texas, you could. You thought Brian was on the property? Yeah, I thought next Brian <laughs> got permission next door. <laughs> Dang it! Because I mean, you never know. I mean, anybody with a hunting license can just you know go out there with a twenty-two or. A Deer rifle and just—I don't think it's legal to shoot them with. No, it's not. It's not in legal spring. in spring. They can yeah. do it for oh, it sure. Is? They yeah. can do it without a license too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's not. I don't think it's a shotgun only. In shotgun spring. or archery. In, in That's the right. Spring. Shotgun and yeah. archery. Yeah. In the fall, you can shoot them with a rifle. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, but still, still you know, people. Oh, yeah. dude. <laughs> On the backside of your own property, people do whatever they want to. Usually. Yeah. That's right, yeah. man. Yeah. You ever get that feeling you're stuck inside staring at screens and a primal urge kicks in? You crave wide open spaces, fresh air, the chance to connect with the land? Well, maybe it's time to find 
your own piece of the wild. But searching for property can be a maze. That's where land.com comes in. They got millions of listings across the country, from mountain ranches to hidden fishing holes. Their search tools are like a seasoned guide helping you narrow down what you want. Land.com isn't just about buying and selling. It's about finding a place to hunt, fish, explore, or simply sit by a campfire and listen to the crickets. So head over to land.com today to turn one day into today. Because trust me, there's nothing quite like the feeling of standing on your own piece of earth. There's nothing like snook hook sets at dawn or catching a tarpon in the moonlight. Find your next fishing trip made easy on fishingbooker.com and experience the magic of the Sunshine State or any other destination on your fishing bucket list. Book a blue water adventure in search of sailfish or go snapper fishing with the kids. With over 6,000 captains and trips to choose from, planning your next one just got a whole lot easier. Download the Fishing Booker app on the Google Play or App Store or visit them online at fishingbooker.com to book your trip today. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. So we didn't know if this bird was even alive after the you know, first day. And the next morning, we, we couldn't hear him. And me and Michael, we, we basically gave up, and we were like, Ah, let's go get lunch and come back, and then if we don't see them, we're leaving. So we go, we go get Panda Express, <laughs> and we get back to the property, and as we're driving in, we see him at like 40 yards in the hay field just <laughs> oh walking across. Golly. And we're like, crap. So we, <laughs> we, we leave our Panda in the truck. <laughs> Dang, that's hard to do. And, I know, man. And we hop out. We grab camera, gun. We make a big loop around. We start calling He's responding, gobbling. From the ground? Yeah. Man, that's cool. And so we make a big loop, and he's responding to our calls, but he just, like, stays on his normal path, and he just doesn't break off and come to us. He he gobbled his head off for, like, 10 or 15 minutes in one spot, mm-hmm. basically wanting us to come to him. Mm-hmm. No hens? Uh, he left his hens. This is, like, noon. Huh. So he... he Left his hands and he was by himself. We thought we had him, but he uh, gave us the slip. Again. Yeah, <laughs> that's how it works, I guess. So he went off, and I don't think we heard him gobble that night either. And uh, I think we we drove back back home after that. And then there was a couple of days later. I decided to go back down and try again. I think it was on a weekend, and. Uh, I I don't think I even saw him that time. That's weird. And my mom was saying she heard, like, shotgun blasts right at first light on another neighbor property. And so I, again, didn't know if he was still alive or not. And so uh, 
I guess this brings us to the third time I go down there to <clears throat> try to kill this turkey. Um, we were working up here, uh, and I was keeping tabs with my mom and dad, seeing if they've seen the turkeys or not. And they said, I heard them gobble like 730 right in front of the house. And I was like, okay, that means they're roosting this, the tree I need them to. And so I left like 830, 9 o'clock and drove you know, all the way down there, got there at like two o'clock mm. and uh, hunted them the next morning. So this is what, Tuesday, Wednesday? So Wednesday, <coughs> I am headed down to help somebody else with some turkey hunting. Greg's at his yep. property. So you went down the same night as me, I guess? Yeah, you yeah. left and then I got the the word that turkeys were roosting in front of the house so uh i left not too long after you left you left late though yeah yeah i was surprised when you texted me i was yeah. like i mean i needed to kill this bird <laughs> yeah and i knew there was a pretty good chance in that that morning but so yeah nothing like a bunch of close encounters or something but no like uh Conclusion to really hey, just make it tough. Word to the birds: <laughs> If you give Greg the slip a couple times, you are dead meat. He's gonna find a way to get you back. Yeah, I'll drive through the night. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I'm Captain so Midnight. <laughs> I was headed down to help a friend uh, who didn't know much about turkey hunting try to kill a bird on film with some people that she had filming for. Uh, this is like this is Daniel Pruitt. Uh, if y'all know who that is, um, she's a meteor person. And um, I made it about seven-eighths of the way. Dang, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's like six and a half hours where I was headed. I've been on the road about five hours and 15 minutes. And my truck's been kind of having a little skip with the transmission. It yep. had been shifting hard. A little slip. The old buck Give truck. Give slip. Him a slip. <laughs> <laughs> the buck truck is down, guys. <laughs> um, oh, oh. I went down this big old hill, a creek bottom in the hill country, and it just couldn't make the climb up. Like, you know, it was probably in six gear. I had it in cruise. Six gear on the way down the hill, and it probably tried to jump to fourth to kind of gl- climb back up the hill, and it just, and, you know, pretty, not like, Explosion popped, but something popped, and then my RPMs just pegged out at 6,000, and I shut it down. And then my truck was in limp mode from there on. And I'm in the middle Not of nowhere. Not limp node, though, Not right? limp node, limp <laughs> mode. <Okay. laughs> it's tough. It's a tough one. It's different. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> um, so I uh, – well, I'll just tell you all where I was at because it's not like a secret of where my truck breaks down. But I was in Hext, Texas – and if you know where Hext is, it's kind of where a farmer market road comes together with a state highway. That's where that camouflage is, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's it. That's where the home, yeah. of, the, home <laughs> of that, that infomercial, uh, famous, infamous yeah. infomercial. Hunt with Hext. Um, Those turkeys wouldn't have a chance. That, no, no, they they <laughs> so I, they per, I uh, drove about an hour and a half um, at like 25 miles an hour to get to Mason to grab a motel, and then from there, limped it over to Lano to the next day. After So I actually stopped about halfway and did some fishing and did a hard reset on the truck. You can pull the battery off and uh, let it sit for an hour, and it'll maybe fix some stuff. 
just in case. Well, that didn't work. So I uh, fished for a bit, caught some guads. Actually, I might make a reel out of some of this stuff. Oh, I didn't even know you caught guads. I thought you just were carp fishing the no, whole time. No, I caught a bunch of guads. Let's this, go, they're all dude. small, you know. That carp was – the carp are the big things. Yeah. I hooked a gar, which – Honestly, uh, spotted gar are some of my favorite things to They're catch cool, on fly. They're cool, dude. Yeah. They fight pretty good. They're really cool to watch eat a fly. You know, if you're listening to this turkey stuff and you like turkey videos, we put a turkey video out a few years back called Hooked. Mm-hmm. And in that, we actually hooked a couple of spotted, spotted gar. Yeah, Maybe one, I landed one, one for sure yeah. that we landed that's real pretty uh, in that turkey hunting video. So there's all kinds of hooks in that video. Yeah. So, um, anyways, I uh, hooked my battery, battery back up, made it to Lano to the uh, old uh, Chevy dealership there and got my truck all squared away. Well, got to order a transmission from uh, really anywhere in the country now. Just parts are kind of scarce or whatever. So, it wasn't, you know, I didn't really expect them to have one there. Uh, so, got the transmission replaced in the truck. It's, it is currently there getting worked on but it should be done um and i knew greg wasn't far from there like in in texas terms at least uh so i was like hey man can you possibly come pick me up tonight after you're done hunting and i'll help you in the morning and we'll kill that bird so greg rolled up there michael style Kill that bird, man. That's right, dude. Ain't no chance of no, y'all are together. We're gonna kill a thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh I do some more fishing uh in Lano, which was fun. Caught a nice carp, hooked a big carp, had him on for a bit. I kinda cheated though on that one. So I have I always keep the fly rod in the truck. I only had a couple flies. I had a clouser, I had a <clears throat> crazy Charlie, which is actually a saltwater fly, but it works pretty good on aggressive little fish. And then I had a popper. And uh, used them all. Caught fish on them all. Dude, it's so much fun. But you fun. had all of Wooly Bugger, too. I didn't. Huh. All of, all of uh, Clouser. Oh. Yeah. There probably there might have been an all of Wooly Bugger in my truck somewhere, but I couldn't find it. Uh, but anyways, uh, on a, one of the, the big carp that I hooked, I uh, may have accidentally been stripping through there and hooked a minute in the side. And just kind of, I didn't touch him, but I left him on there because it's just the natural process of things. Yeah, I mean, if he made it on the hook, he made it on the hook. Uh huh. Yeah. So you caught that carp on a minnow. Uh, I hung, I, cu- I hooked a big one on a minnow. Oh. But uh, I didn't land that fish. That small fish I caught fair and square on a on a clouser. What'd you what what uh, weight fly rod were you throwing? Um, that is a six weight five six glass rod. What's uh, that carp weigh? That carp, I guessed him at two, but he's probably bigger than that. Yeah. I've, I've decided I'm going to start underguessing the weight of fish. When did you decide that? I decided it a while, <laughs> uh, like a couple of weeks ago. Okay, I didn't know that but was yesterday. But yesterday. Oh, one of the greatest things One ever. of the greatest. And you know what? <laughs> Let's save it for whenever um, yeah. that person is here. Okay, well, we got to remember to tell that <laughs> story. For sure. Somebody <laughs> send us a message on Instagram right now and say, don't forget to tell the story. Of the 10-pound bass. Of the 10-pound bass. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, caught those, went and got some Mexican food, uh, ate it on the front porch of the feed store because the Mexican food place kicked me out. I showed up with 20 minutes before they closed, and they told me that I had to get to-go orders only. Mm. I was kind of mad. I left them a one-star review. 
Dang, dude. Uh, dude, don't mess around <laughs> Dang, with me. dude, just straight up YouTube comments. ready to blow transmissions, <laughs> give bad reviews, and kill turkeys. <laughs> so, I <laughs> uh, ordered Greg some Mexican food to bribe him to come up there and get me. And uh, he met me um, there in Leno, and we cruised back down. Got to meet yep. his family. They're real cool. Uh, Greg gets, gets his looks from his mom and his personality from his dad. How about that? That's man. how it works. That's how it works. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can see, if you know Greg, you know he has like the Johnny Depp look, and he doesn't grow facial hair on his cheeks. It's because he's got a lot of Native American in him. Yeah. Your mom's dark-complected. Like, what you – you're probably 16th, I guess, huh? I don't Something. know. Like, uh, not not completely sure on our family's genetics, yeah. but I – believe there's some in there yeah what's i imagine 23 and me or something what yeah. you, what's it called you can do <laughs> yeah, the something like that. testing or whatever yeah but then they got your code they got yep. your code huh? <laughs> i can just tell you siri's already listening man <laughs> <laughs> Look, i thought i thought she was about to pop up yep. <laughs> um uh yes <laughs> for real so greg we got us a little sleep that night yeah best night of sleep i had probably in a while yeah and then what happened well Luckily, right before, like, uh, as you were texting me to go pick you up, I was I was on that go- that gobbler. Like, yeah, I heard him gobble like five o'clock, like really close to me, mm. and thought I was about to happen, but um, started hearing him work away from me, and uh, he went up to the roost tree. I was hoping he would, mm-hmm. and I saw him fly up and. Had him at the exact tree where he flew up to go roost that night, and so we, we knew, knew exactly where he was uh, when I picked you up. Yeah, you did. So yeah. this is a thing I haven't really encountered a whole lot because a lot of times when we go places, I know as much about the place as anybody does. But I've never been on your property, and you know, like the back of your hand. Yeah, and so, we showed up in the dark, so yeah, you, I don't, I don't know what it looks like <laughs> yeah, here. You have no idea. <laughs> yeah, we walk in in the dark and everything. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, and I don't mind this because I trust you as a hunter, but I'm just trusting you. I'm just, you know, going with whatever, uh, you know. Okay, he's up there. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, uh, we wake up early and uh, start walking in in the dark and make a big loop to get up pretty close to him. I think I think we ended up setting up probably 100 yards from where he's roosted. Yeah. Pretty tight for, in my opinion. I mean, some guys will get real close, but I like I like that range. Yeah, yeah. I was I was tired of messing around with this bird. Dead like, gummit. Like I kind of had an idea. If he roosts that tree, he flies down a certain direction, and mm-hmm. I was like, we're gonna cut him off and get right in front of him. And so we we sneak in there in the dark, and we start setting up the decoys. And that bird gobbles like as we're setting up the decoys. And that was spooky. Yeah. We, uh, <laughs> you kind of knew the lay of the land a little bit. And you knew that, like, we could get away with setting decoys where we did. And he'd see them when he flew down, but he couldn't see them from the roost, most likely. Yeah. And we, uh, we had the, uh, submissive <laughs> hen and, uh, Jake half struck combo and, uh, seemed to work pretty good. Yeah. I was, I was kind of, Thinking, ah, we might not even need decoys because I know yeah. he kind of flies down this way, but it it worked out really well. well. It brought him. Well, I don't, we don't want to get in that too. Tell us, tell us the story. I don't want to get jump ahead. Yeah, too much. so we um, set up the decoys. He gobbles like right 
you know, hundred yards from us. And so we, we <coughs> slid back into the shadows of some cedar trees and, uh, you're set up on one side. I'm set up on the other. We're probably like, no, 10, 15 feet apart. And, uh, he's gobbling his head off. I give him like two yelping sequences. Like I just kind of, kind of spread them out. Yeah. I just yeah. spread them out. And he responded to both of them. I was like, okay, feel like he's coming. And, this bird decided to fly down pretty early. Dude, he might have took off like 30 seconds before shooting light. I mean, it was early. It early. was early. Yeah. He, um, we heard wings flapping. We look over and he's, you know, flying down. I'm, we're panic mode at this oh, point. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm already, I had the camera in weird settings just getting audio yeah. at this point in time. You know, just thinking like, got the GoPro on. Like, oh, it's going to get some good angles or whatever, and we'll just play these two cool turkey gobbles because he's close and sounds good. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the bird flies down through the frame. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's panic mode. I'm flipping on the GoPro, getting ready, and uh, uh, kind of worried where he flew down, like he might kind of miss us. But then I, I heard him spit and drum, and I was like, okay, he's, he's coming. Mm-hmm. And I could... You probably saw him before I did, and I just saw his fan and blue head working through the mesquites and started working his way down to us. He never gobbled on the ground, but really, Mm-mm. I heard him spit and drum a couple he times. He was, uh, well, you never called when he was on the ground, did no. you? No. He was on a mission as soon as he hit the ground. Yeah. I, I think he saw those decoys on the fly down. Yeah, and he just lost his mind. As soon as he, I could see him the whole time, as soon as he hit the ground, he had a white head straight up looking down that hill. Yeah. And I, I and I, it was still dark enough that he's like 100 yards away. I was like, I think I see that up there. And so I was like, I'm not going to move just in case, you know. Yeah. Um, but he had that whole like just goal oriented as soon as he hit the ground. Yeah, he was on a mission. And he started coming down the, I guess it was a little trail he was on or something. And uh, he was just strutting the whole way in <clears> and. <throat> He got to one point, and you're like, shoot him. Go ahead, shoot him. <laughs> but, like, I had some limbs in the way that I was I was waiting for him to clear, and I had a spot picked out. I was like, all right, he's probably in frame right there. And uh, wait till he got there. And I kind of shot him on the move a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, I tried to give him a – and I wasn't really ready to do it, but I tried to get him to stick his head up. Yeah. And he just kind of, like, barely <clears throat> moved and still Look, – Looking back, like – now I know the, like, this is the first time I've ever been in that situation, but I should probably, you know, give him a few yelps and have him stop and stick his head up. Yeah, if you would have yelped, it would have been good. But I was kind of, as cameraman, in desperation mode because he had about two more steps before he was. Yeah, you were trying to stop him mm-hmm. right where you could get him in frame. and mm-hmm. It, it kind of worked. Yeah. You ever get that feeling you're stuck inside staring at screens and a primal urge kicks in? You crave wide open spaces, fresh air, the chance to connect with the land? Well, maybe it's time to find your own piece of the wild. But searching for property can be a maze. That's where land.com comes in. They got millions of listings across the country, from mountain ranches to hidden fishing holes. Their search tools are like a seasoned guide helping you narrow down what you want. Land.com isn't just about buying and selling. It's about finding a place to hunt, fish, explore, or simply sit by a campfire and listen 
to the crickets. So head over to land.com today to turn one day into today. Because trust me, there's nothing quite like the feeling of standing on your own piece of earth. There's nothing like snook hook sets at dawn or catching a tarpon in the moonlight. Find your next fishing trip made easy on fishingbooker.com and experience the magic of the Sunshine State or any other destination on your fishing bucket list. Book a blue water adventure in search of sailfish or go snapper fishing with the kids. With over 6,000 captains and trips to choose from, planning your next one just got a whole lot easier. Download the Fishing Booker app on the Google Play or App Store or visit them online at fishingbooker.com to book your trip today. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. We're learning to film turkeys. It's kind of, it's different than hunting whitetails. That's for sure. Uh, One of the things we've been talking about and this is insight for y'all who follow what we do. Like, we try to get stuff on video. We're not just hunting, right? We love to video our stuff um, and put it on YouTube, yada, yada. Turkeys, if you don't get the kill shot on film, it's like you don't have anything. Yeah. You know, whitetail, if you shoot a big old buck, it's still cool. And turkeys are cool, don't get me wrong. But, like, it's, like, forgivable almost, you know, where yeah. turkeys, like, we got to get this thing on film. Yeah. You know. <clears throat> when, you, uh, when you pulled up on that bird and started aiming, what was your thoughts? Yeah, it was uh pretty dark and uh <laughs> and uh when I pulled the gun up but shooting light. Yeah, just we, so people know it's legal. We had legal it's just cloudy. Light. Yeah, you it's gotta just, do the disclaimer. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was a cloudy cloudy early morning and we're tucked up way back in the shadows of these in cedar, cedar trees. Yeah. I still don't believe everybody that says this. You don't have to believe me. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I believe y'all. But, uh, you know, some people do this so that they can uh, make people think that it's actually a shooting yeah, That's right. <laughs> yeah, we didn't shoot the turkey off a limb. So Yeah. Here's, here's a, the deal. When you film your stuff, you kind of got to try to do it by the book or right. you're going to end up, it's going to catch up with yeah, you, you know. You're gonna get in trouble. I kept, yeah. Greg has that mag light on the bottom of a shotgun, you know, yeah, on the rail. Just, Spot, yeah, I, spot, I, spot I kept line. it out of the frame, though. You know. Yeah, I yeah. just got one of them Clay Newcomb helmets, man. That's <laughs> what <laughs> I use. Soul Sunspot. <laughs> Put the laser beam Rise on and everything. And shine, baby. <laughs> Dude, that thing was a hit at the Easter egg hunt the other night. Oh, I bet we had a night Easter egg hunt. <laughs> you was, were the most popular guy there. Well, my kids were because they used it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they both they were fighting over it by the end of the night. When the first when I pulled, first pulled it out, they were like embarrassed that dad had this helmet thing <laughs> with a flashlight on it. By the end of the night, they were like fighting over it. Yeah, dude. I bet. <laughs> so, did you get a shot? Yeah, I threw the gun up and I was gonna try to I was gonna try to shoot him quick, but. When I threw the gun up, I couldn't see the bead <laughs> on the on the gun. I was like, "Crap!" And so I just like because it was dark, or because the bead was weird. Yeah, uh, no, it was dark. Okay, 
Like who's y'all are under the cedars or whatever. You have one of yeah, one, of one of y'all's guns. I uh, guess it's Tyler's. Yeah, the Beretta. His his bead's uh, pretty good. Yeah, like got that small bead. <laughs> I don't know. Like I've shot at the last turkey and like you know nine o'clock in the morning. It's you know perfect. Yeah. yeah. But we we're tucked up in those cedar trees, and I I had to like kind of do my best guess. I'm like, okay, that's where the bead is. All right, yeah. line it up. And shoot. The footage doesn't look like it's that early. I guess where y'all are sitting is just a dark It's really spot. dark up in there where we're at. Because I was looking at the footage when y'all are like, it was early, early. I was like, really? It didn't look that yeah, like, early. Yeah. I could I could see the turkey like really well. Mm-hmm. But like where we were tucked up in the shadows, like couldn't see. Mm-hmm. I'm only at like 4,000 ISO or something. Like it's I know, not, it doesn't look bad yeah, at it's all. Not, it's not yeah. high. Well, That's why I thought that. It, in some senses, it doesn't look bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's really dark where we're where we're at. You know how it is up, like even in the middle of the day up in a cedar thicket, it's pretty dark up mm-hmm. in there. Well, you know, we were up in a cedar thicket in the dark morning, like. And this is where I was talking about how we're learning how to film turkeys. There's some things now after knowing the lay of your land that I would probably set up different for video purposes. Yeah. If your goal is to kill a turkey, we 100 percent achieved yeah. said goal. Yeah. Well, did we have we revealed that you shot the gun yet? We have now. Have, okay. Well, now we have. <laughs> okay. Sorry. So, so I get a shot at this turkey. I I do my best guess of looking down the barrel of this. <laughs> and he's he's close enough that I'm like, I'm gonna hit the turkey. Mm. Like he's he's dead. How close? Like twenty? I think he's twenty five. Twenty five probably. Yeah. Like it, he feels real close, but uh, looking like we went out there to the turkey and looked back, it's like twenty five or thirty. Because I shot the last one on public at thirty nine. Mm-hmm. And so this felt like way closer than yeah. that. Your pattern was good too. Yeah, I feel like your pattern was about you know like if you just put your arms out but don't make them real big like your fingers touch and that's perfect. Yeah, I think a couple pellets hit him in the neck and most of it hit like top of the back and just paralyzed him. Yeah, right he there. dropped right there. He and was uh, dead in no time too. Yeah, that was he didn't flop hardly at all. Mm-hmm. He was just you stopped the flop. Dude. Yeah, dude. I stopped the flop. Dead gum. Didn't even put the foot on the head or nothing, man. <laughs> just. I mean, that's pretty tenth legion, I think. You don't even have to do nothing to the bird, you know? Yeah. I I don't do it anyway. If they're flopping, I just let them go for it. Dude, here's an idea. Let's just go get walloped by a turkey right quick while it's dying. I mean, (laughs) I got spurred by that one on on public. (laughs) Dude, I saw a guy one time when we were hunting turkeys in our hotel that was talking to us, and he he had reached down with the – he had mesh gloves on, you know, like the mesh camouflage Mm -hmm. gloves to hide your hands. And he had reached down to grab his bird, and it started kicking. And he had a huge gash right here in the Man. in the bet, meat. Dude. And then he was like, "Don't don't reach down and grab your Them bird." Things are strong. Like, like I wasn't planning on it. If it's flopping around, a turkey <laughs> leg is like literally designed to just be a catapult. Dude, it's a daggum like bat. Yeah, guarantee you with a hook on the end. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> well, Greg, congrats on the turkey. Yeah, yeah it was, it's a, that was fun. A lot of fun. That was that's the first. Gobbler ever shot on that property in the 50 years my family's owned it. Yeah. You getting a full body mount? No. No? I but got the fan and I got the beard. That's cool. And the spurs. And the spurs. Actually, this turkey has really big spurs. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like, That's cool. I think they're like inch and three-eighths or something like yeah, that. They're, right? they're hooks. Yeah, like they're hooks. We, we, we hooked them on a tree limb and yeah, you like, could hang there. It wasn't even cool. like, oh, let's make sure you balance. I mean, he just stays anywhere you stick him. That's He's pretty big sweet. Spurs. This is a big bird. It's fun, dude. Yeah. yeah good memories. Really cool. You know? I saw a, a full body mount. I got a, if you ever needed full body turkey mount. I, I know the, I know a guy. I mean, I saw one that was good the other day. Yeah. So 
a would pretty, you, uh, if you full body turkeyed, would you just do a standard strut or would you I think do so. like a half strut gobble type deal? Uh, I think, I think I like the standard strut. The, I feel like with the fake neck, the, the gobble thing looks a little weird sometimes, yeah. you know, but I, I don't know. There's some cool, cool mounts out there, man. There for are, sure. man. Well, that was a <laughs> lot of fun. I'm ready to do more of it. It'd be real cool if we got to like, shoot like, I don't know, three or four birds each a year, but it's yeah. just cool. not where we live, man. It yeah. stinks. Yeah. I hadn't shot any. I might not even go turkey hunting this year. Man, I think you are because we got this. We might go do some archery turkey hunting. Who knows? So we've been, we got this quest that we've been on, mm, okay? Quest love. We like the bows we've been shooting, <laughs> but we don't like to get tied down to like one in particular. The SR350 is a great bow, but we're like, hey, in case people want some options as to what a good, fast, you know, hunting bow is. Not a speed bow, you know, but a good hunting bow. Um, we pretty much shot every fast bow they make at the archery shop the other day and made a video. That's going to come out, I think, tomorrow. If you listen to this in the day it comes out, it's going to come out this week at some point in time. So uh, it's going to be something to the effect of fastest bows or whatever. You just need to subscribe mm-hmm. to the Element YouTube channel if you haven't. You'll see it. We did a pretty extensive scientific study with the help of uh, On Target Archery, our local bow shop. Um, they did the chrono on everything, and we we matched everything up. So, like, um, it's as scientific as a hunter needs to be. Now, we didn't shoot them at uh, 80 pounds with a 400-grain arrow at a 30-inch draw or whatever. We just shot bows they had, uh, but on a pretty even scale. We compared the apples to the apples, as one would say. Um, so, if you like that kind of stuff, it's going to be a really cool video. And uh, we had some pretty surprising and also some, like, very much, like, expected uh, results from that. So go check that out if you haven't, guys. Uh, Remember, this time of year can get kind of tough because we're real far from hunting seasons. We're real far from deer. But uh, stuff that you do now can really help you when it comes to the fall. So get your archery stuff in tune. Get out and get in the woods. Carry your kids target hunting or whatever it might be. And remember, this is your element. Live in it. You ever get that feeling the walls closing in, the concrete jungle suffocating you? You crave some wide open spaces, the chance to connect with nature, maybe in a spot all your own. Well, head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, streams, you name it. Search by acreage. You can search by location. You can search by the kind of hunting and fishing you're dreaming of. Land.com. It is where the adventure begins. After three years of work, our follow-up to the Meat Eater Fish and Game Cookbook is here. It's the Meat Eater Outdoor Cookbook, wild game recipes for the grill, smoker, campfire, and camp stove. Here is your book for everything that's best cooked or eaten outside, from grilling to open fire cooking to Dutch ovens to smokers to barbecue to backpacking meals to how to pull off the perfect fish fry with pit stops along the way for lessons about Ice Age cooking methods and the best five ways to construct a cooking fire you can be proud of. And of course, we're focusing on wild game and fish here with over 100 recipes, including stuffed venison burgers three ways, wild duck with ahi verde sauce, a jerky made with cola, a gin and tonic made with fire charred lemons, and grilled frog legs made with a sticky sweet sauce. This ain't your normal cookbook, so be prepared to be surprised. Get your copy now. For more info, visit 
themeateater.com, or buy it wherever books are sold.